Welcome to another episode of B-School, a living case study in aligned action. I'm your host, Taylor Elise Morrison, speaker, facilitator, and founder of Inner Workout. B-School is a personal development podcast for collective change. So join me in becoming a student of yourself and the world around you. Let's get studying. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to B-School. As always, I'm glad that you're here. And today I'm bringing a special guest with me. I have Christina of Style Apotheca. Christina, welcome to B-School. Thank you. Hey, everyone. (laughs) (laughs) So you talk about a few things. You talk about personal finance. You talk about building your personal style and minimalism. And when it comes to personal finance, I'm like, okay, I've got a pretty good grasp on that for myself. But whenever I think about minimalism, it just makes me a little nervous. Like I've watched a couple of documentaries, I've read some things and then I'm like, "Eh, I don't know if I can do that. So I'm, (laughs) I just want to know, like, what does minimalism even mean to you? Um, I mean, yeah, minimalism is something, minimalism is something that I discovered, I would say this past summer. So I think a lot of people know my YouTube channel and my content for something called like low buy or no buy, which is essentially just more intentional and mindful spending that type of thing. But what I learned as I like went through went through that journey of like trying to spend more intentionally and trying to be okay with buying things because the reason I started to do a low buy and get interested in personal finance and all that stuff is because I was a complete and utter shopping addict. Like I would be spending I spent all my money like way faster than I made it. And I was in my debt and I was in consumer debt and student debt for like way longer than I ever wanted to be. And I realized that, um, you know, finances have a huge part in how we want to live our life and reach our goals and things like that. So I did a low buy or I started the whole low buy thing to like learn how to take control of my money and my impulse buying habits. But the disconnect for me was, but what made me discover minimalism or sort of lean into minimalism while doing or while I was doing my low buy was this concept of being intentional with what you have, but also being intentional about what you want. And for me, minimalism turned into wanting to want less and just being content and happy and grateful for what I had. And also using it as a tool to sort of reach the goals that I had for myself, which is becoming debt free. Mm, I love that. Yeah. <laughs> so it's kind so, of doing double duty for you. Like I yeah. can hear even when you talked about contentment, like the sense of, okay, I love what I have. And also being able to look towards the future and see like there is a world in which I don't have this debt. Yeah. Because I think um, along for the longest time, I think just like this whole journey that I'm taking myself on, whether it be like low buy or just getting out of debt is it's kind of a getting to know myself journey because for, the, for years and years and years, I used things and stuff and shopping as like a distraction from myself or used things and stuff and fashion in particular as a tool to like give myself worth and meaning. And now that I've like, I've had to sort of step outside of that and realize like what I have is okay. I'm not any less of a person if I don't have this Chanel bag or if I don't have a house yet and like all these sort of milestones that you're supposed to hit by certain ages, that type of thing. 
so yeah, so minimalism sort of really helped me, like sort of revealed that for me. Yeah. And I like how you mentioned that it's a, a journey. So I'm wondering, what is one of the major, or if you have multiple, but what's one of the changes that you've seen in your life since you decided to really lean into a minimalist approach? Um, I think I'm just like, I just feel okay. I just feel like, like, okay, and content, and happy with what I have. And I think overall, I feel less distracted about what I talk a lot about on my channel is, especially when I was more a low buy focus was, I was very focused on still wanting the next thing. And still trying to figure out when it was okay to buy something um, versus not buy something um, or add something to my wardrobe. Because I still like love fashion and love all that type of thing. But it was still like it it was still occupying my time and my thoughts um, and just still really distracting me. Whereas now I think with minimalism, like now, you know, I'm focusing on my work. I'm focusing on where I find purpose and happiness and contentment in like in myself and my work and my relationships. So yeah, I find it really helps with that. How beautiful. (laughs) That definitely made minimalism feel a little less intimidating to me. I think I've often seen it as something really rigid and I have to follow very specific rules or I'll fail at it. So I've been like, "Uh, I don't want to fail at something else. So I'll just live however. But you made it sound like something that I could see myself stepping into I'm curious then, so if other people are listening and are like, okay, Christina is making this minimalism thing sound kind of appealing. What's a step that people can take towards being a little bit more minimalist? Um, I think the main thing would be to find out, like to find your why. I think having a reason to want to kind of pursue that kind of lifestyle, to want to declutter, to to want to minimize there always has to be a reason driving the next step, driving the behavior. So whether it be, you know, you just realize you have too much stuff or you're like too much stuff makes you feel stressed and and scattered and discontent, or uh, maybe you want to get more time, like you're spending so much time trying to pick an outfit in the morning or just um, trying to go through all your stuff. Like it just takes, you know, things take take up our time, whether it be, you know, making a decision whether or not to use it or wear it or to take care of it, to clean it, to find space for it, to put it away. I'm talking in the context of clothes most often because that's like what I focus on still within like my minimalist journey, I find, but they take up so much time. So finding a reason, even again, if it's like you're in debt and you want to, and you want to spend less money or get out of debt, uh, if you want to, if it's like an environmental or sustainability reason. So if there's if there's a reason driving you to want less or to consume less, then I think that will make it a lot easier. And then term, in terms of like a practical sense, I think a lot of people kind of gravitate towards the idea of minimalism and getting started with decluttering. So, you know, either taking a weekend to do to like declutter your closet or your junk drawer or your basement, your garage, like picking a room and just getting started. But taking that action really helps. And I find it really sort of creates a snowball effect because you see at the like you have an end result that you can visibly see that for the most part you know i find for most people feels a lot better you feel a lot lighter you feel freer after you've done this like mass declutter and then it makes you want to do more and keep going and see what else you can get rid of just to feel lighter and more free that's so good and i've kind of noticed that in my own life so i've it's been almost a year about 
I've lived with my in-laws with the exception of some time when I went home to work on some creative projects. And so it's me and my husband and our dog living in his childhood room and we brought (laughs) stuff from home. But at first we thought we were staying for a couple of weeks during COVID and it's turned into this much longer thing. So it's been really interesting to notice what I actually miss and need, whether that's clothes or like gadgets or devices. And what are the things that I bought because I felt like it was the cool thing to have or I needed it to be more adult that I don't miss at all. And so I was able to go home and do a good amount of decluttering because I was like, I have not thought about this thing for six months. I think I can get rid of it. Totally. Yeah. Um, I love that you say things that I needed to feel more adult because I've definitely felt that pressure before, like, like must have X, Y, Z by 30 or you haven't made it. It's just like, I don't know. It's so ridiculous. (laughs) It really is all these narratives that we put on ourselves. And yeah, yeah. minimalism sounds like a, a way for us to start to identify what those narratives are and what we feel like we have to do. I'm putting yeah. that in quotes. And then to kind of free yourself from it and you can focus on what's actually important to you. Yeah, totally. And I think like in terms of what we have to do, I think a lot of people think minimalism has to look a certain way. Like it has to look Scandinavian, black and white, this like type <laughs> of aesthetic or having a closet of 36 pieces or less or less. And then if you know, if you have one piece of clothing more, then you're not a minimalist. And I just don't think that's true. I think minimalism really like, you know, if you have, if you love music and love collecting records and have and want to have a big record collection, and that makes you happy, and makes you feel at ease and content and, and just happy with everything that's going on around you, then have a big record collection or have if clothing brings you joy, then you know, spend that time curating your closet. It just like, there's no defined criteria. There's no like box that you have to fit in, in order, I think, I think in order to call yourself a minimalist, I think it's just finding, you know, an equilibrium that makes you feel at ease in your space. And then like by proxy in your mind and in your heart, I think. Thank you for granting that permission. Cause I definitely <laughs> needed to hear it. And I bet someone else needed to hear it too. Yeah. I want to transition into talking about your style because you have this amazing sense of style. Even though your wardrobe is relatively small, it's like I can, and now I'm on Instagram a lot less, so I don't see you as often, but I see things and I'm like, that is just (laughs) the word that's coming to mind is chic, which I know is kind of a cliche fashion word to use. So Mm -hmm. first I want to ask, how do you define your personal style? Oh boy. I mean, it's my, the, my personal style journey, I think is kind of funny. I, I wouldn't even, I don't even know, like I kind of had to like declutter my way there into finding it, but I would say for me, it's very like basics focused and I, I guess minimal <laughs> <laughs> um, since we're talking about it in that context. But for me, I, I see a lot of value in having like a good foundation that, you know, you feel that you feel good in that you can, you know, mix and match really well. But for the longest time I would be, I remember like relentlessly pursuing this like rocker chic LA cool vibe. So I think that that aesthetic is still kind of ingrained in my personal style, but I think now it's a little bit more practical and a little bit more 
I think it's a little less fantasy. Like I had to, I definitely shopped my way into trying to, I definitely tried to like buy my, buy my way into becoming my fantasy self. And then I, as I've gone through like my decluttering process this year, I realized that I'm like the, the girl, the woman that I was trying to become isn't, isn't me all the time. So, you know, taking elements of that fantasy self, but putting it, taking it in a practical way that you actually, that it's actually wearable and that you want to wear. I guess that's kind of my style now. I don't know. It's hard to define, but basic. My style is basic. (laughs) Yes. Basic, but not basic in like the way that some people think. Like basic is... I see like Mm -hmm. neutrals. I can think of some of the things with like the graphic tees that you have. So when you said the rocker piece, I could see that. You also have some Doc Martens too, which I associate with like that rocker. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I mean, the 2020 and like COVID has really just, you know, now my style is like, I think everyone's style is the same this year. It's just like sweatpants, you know? (laughs) Pretty much. I (laughs) don't think I've ever worn sweatpants and leggings this much and I'm not I'm not too mad about it no me either honestly (laughs) (laughs) so what advice would you give for people who are trying to find their own personal style and it seems like for you it wasn't just oh now I know even right now you couldn't say like my style is exactly this but it Mm -hmm. sounds like you've got a sense of like if you went into a store this is something I see myself wearing this isn't and it's like you said a little bit less fantasy so yeah. how, what advice would you give for someone else who's still trying to figure that out? Um, my first piece of advice would be to not do what I did, which is like to try to shop your way into finding your personal style where, you know, you like you see something on the mannequin and you kind of like it and then you decide to adopt it as like you adopt it for yourself. But when you actually wear the piece or the outfit, something just doesn't feel quite right. Maybe it's the color, maybe it's the fit, maybe it's just the style overall. So I definitely like wasted a lot of time and money trying to, you know, shop my way into finding my personal style. So now I think, honestly, I think a lot of people's personal style is already in their closet, but it's, it might just take a little work to actually find it and sort of curate it a little bit, you know, and define it in, you know, in a more clear way. So I definitely would say to shop your closet and just like see, see pieces that you reach for a lot and maybe take a look at them and think about like, why do I reach for these all the time? Is it comfortable? Do I feel good in it? Does it make me feel a certain way? Does it spark a certain memory or vibe? And then there's other ways, like I think using social media in a guarded sense is a really good way to also just inspire things that you can create out of your own closet already. So I think, you know, being mindful and using it as a tool for inspiration as opposed to like aspiration and as as opposed to I need that exact thing in order to look like her. I think changing it around and saying, I like what she's wearing. What do I have that maybe I can try and try out and see how, how it goes type of thing. So I think our personal style is like kind of in our face, but sometimes we have to think about it a little bit harder. Yeah, that's a really good reminder. We are going to head into lightning questions. So these are the questions that I ask every guest that comes on the show. First one is, what's something that you've learned recently that you're excited about? And it can be any realm of your life. I've been learning to get into journaling. (laughs) So that is really exciting. (laughs) Because for me, I was just like the type, I I don't know. I, I never was the type to put pen to paper. 
whether it be, you know, for appointments and keeping track and like keeping my life organized like that, or just in the sense of like a brain dump kind of exercise. Cause I find more than ever, I think like in the last year, um, I've really been starting to be aware of how overwhelming so many thoughts can be. And just even taking, excuse me, like three minutes to just like write whatever comes to mind down has really sort of helped me focus. And, and I realized it was a form of journaling for me, journaling, maybe how, maybe how you viewed minimalism. I found journaling to be this far reaching thing that I knew a lot of people did and talked about and said was beneficial, but for whatever reason, I just never like took the time to do it or it would seem intimidating to me for whatever reason, maybe because like so many people have these amazing bullet journals that are just cute and aesthetic. And I always think that I have to have that too, but yeah, just putting pen to paper this year. It's been huge. Mm, I love that. As someone who loves journaling, I always like to see someone get on the journaling train too. Mm -hmm. So love that for you. Um, (laughs) What is something that you're in the process of unlearning? Um, Right now, I think I'm unlearning to, like, how do I put it into words? Being disappointed in myself when I don't tack everything off my list. So Mm -hmm. I find I'm very prone to overcommitting, but not really understanding the context of how much time and effort those, whatever I have on my to-do list, like how much time that might actually take. And sometimes I find I get... I don't know if you felt this way too, but like sometimes I feel there's this like this compulsion to equate your self-worth and value with how much work you're getting done sometimes. And I find like, you know, if if I got all five things on my to-do list done, then I'm doing great and I'm a great person. Like those two like thoughts kind of go together. And I find uh so now I'm sort of learning how to un- or like a- unlearning that and just dial back on what I have planned for that day and really lowering that expectation and sort of under and sort of framing the expectation of how long that one task might take me. So being okay with not getting everything done on that list and just figuring out what's more realistic. Yeah, I definitely resonate with that one. And I I think a lot of people in the community can resonate with that as well. Mm-hmm. The last question is my favorite one because I think that people don't celebrate themselves enough and celebrate their growth enough. So the last question that I have for you is what is one way that you've grown that you're proud of? Um, I think just learning to be okay with myself and learning to be kind to myself. Because I think for the longest time, uh, especially within like my shopping habits in the past and things like that, I would often use like negative reinforcement to motivate me to do what I was supposed to be doing. That's an air quote. Um, Cause I guess we're not on video. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I, I would remember like, you know, checking my bank statements or my visa bill and, and saying to myself, Oh, you just like, you got to get better with money, like figure it out, get better with it and use that, that sort of scolding tone to, to learn to be better. And I realized that that was just completely not working for me. And throughout this journey, I've just over time learned to be kind to myself and learn to, you know, celebrate my wins, be proud of those things. And just like recognize that, like, you're doing okay, girl, like, keep going, you got this. (laughs) Um, As opposed to scolding myself. Yeah, so just learning to be kind to myself. That's like, the biggest thing that's huge that Mm -hmm. is 
you spend your whole life with yourself and it yeah. makes a big difference if that's like your friend and partner or if it's someone in your head yelling at you all the time. Yeah. So that what do they call her? The inner critic? Yep, the yeah. inner critic. <laughs> yeah. So learning to kind of like shut her up a little bit more. <laughs> <laughs> well, Christina, thank you for coming on the show for your tips on minimalism and starting to develop personal style. I know that you talk about this stuff all the time. So if people want to hear more from you, where, where can they find you? So you can find me on my YouTube channel, Style Apotheca, or on my Instagram, also Style Apotheca. So S-T-Y-L-E-A-P-O-T-H-E-C-A. Did I get that? Did I spell that right? I think so. <laughs> yeah, I think so. I have to like write it down. <laughs> It'll be in the show notes too. So if anyone yeah. is like, oh, that was too fast, don't worry. Just look in the show notes. It'll be there for you. Cool. Well, thank yeah. you for being on the show. Thank you so much. Thanks to Andres Rodriguez for the intro and outro music. You can keep in touch with me on Instagram at Taylor Elise Morrison. Elise is E L Y S E. And check out the resources on my website at TaylorElise.com. <laughs>